Warning, this episode contains content that may be a trigger. Listener discretion advised. Hey, Don. Yes? I've got a question for you. Okay. What is your favorite ice cream? My favorite ice cream flavor is Rocky Road. Ooh. <clears throat> but it has to be with almonds. Yeah. And it has to have little marshmallows in it. It cannot Ew, be that the, cream crap. No, oh, the marshmallow God. cream is nasty. It's like they use that puff stuff, you yeah, know, in the jar. That's pretty much what it is, it's and, that, and that stuff's disgusting. Like yeah. Mark, will, Mark buys that stuff every once, <laughs> in, like literally every five years. He doesn't buy it very often, but that marshmallow fluff. I don't know how people eat the peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwiches. Yeah, that's nasty. Gross. But fun fact, yeah. fun fact, my grandfather's favorite ice cream was also Rocky Road. Oh, okay. What's yours? <laughs> well, I have two favorite. Okay. So, slow churned Rocky Road. Oh yeah, the slow churned Rocky so, Road is the best so on the good. market. So good. It's definitely the best. You don't even is have to thaw it. Yeah, you don't yeah. even have to thaw it. You just put it out. You're it, right. It doesn't harden. You're right. So that's, that's the nice. best one. It's so nice. You're right. And then the second one would be Ben and Jerry's Everything But. And it's so good. What's in that one? Um, Everything but? Yeah. <laughs> Everything but your butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since you're obsessed with butts. <laughs> Tina is. My mom is. Uh, I am not. I joke about butts a lot. <laughs> Tina. Tina. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? So, sorry. We got we got sidetracked. We already. Got we already distracted. got sidetracked once. We just got distracted. We just got we... distracted. It's, we're like not even five minutes into the show. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So what's in everything but? Do you so, need to look it up? This is what's in Ben and Jerry's Everything But. It's chocolate and vanilla ice cream mixed with peanut butter cups, fudge-covered toffee pieces, and white chocolate chunks and fudge-covered almonds. It's so Holy good. Holy crap. It's so good. But I can't... I'm that, at that sounds so good. It's so good. But I'm getting to that point in my life where I can't eat a whole pint no. of myself no more. I can't oh, I would it. barf. I can't do it. Yeah. It, like, when I... Okay, so five-ish years ago Mm -hmm. I you know I did that medical diet yeah and I lost 25 pounds and like it really taught me how to have smaller portions and all this stuff and I just ever since I've done that diet I cannot eat as much because my stomach shrank down which is great yeah I cannot eat that much sugar Mm -hmm. like back in the day like 10 years ago I could have put a pint down no problem yeah like I just I can't and I'm so glad that I can't (laughs) because I was so fat but (laughs) I could get like through like a quarter of it and then yeah and that's it and gotta put it away. I realized that like a week or two ago. I'm like, oh my god, this is too much. And I sat down, and then that realization hit. That oh you're my old. god, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only in my twenties, and I'm. <laughs> you're not old. You're just eating healthier. And yeah. once you change, like once you stop eating. Well, okay. Here's the thing. You stop drinking soda. Yeah. Do you know what that did? Because you know how you said when you go to drink a soda, it's so sweet, like you can't handle it. Yeah. So when you eat a ton of sugar all the time like drinking soda it dulls your um, taste buds huh for all foods not just for sugar wow yeah and so when you quit eating sugar and you for a while yeah and you go to eat it it's just like so cloying too sweet. much you can't deal with it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's our diet uh, <laughs> advice for the week guys enjoy yeah <laughs> i'm dawn and i'm tara and this is the crazy lady chronicles and in today's episode we're going to talk about irrational fears yes I have many. This is a great topic, too. This is great. 
And I've like I've actually blogged about this and the few like the handful of clients because I just did it on my business blog. Yeah. And the handful of clients that read it laughed so hard. They're like, I we were laughing so hard we were crying. Because like every once in a while on my photography blog, I will put up a blog about myself. Uh-huh. Like fun facts or <laughs> like, you know, I did like an anniversary post about Mark and I and we had our wedding anniversary, like stuff like that. Cause it's fun to kind of like let my clients and potential clients like know who I am and how quirky I am. Yeah. But yeah, I have a very, very long list mm-hmm. of phobias, which are totally all of them are irrational. <laughs> all of them. So are you ready to deep dive? <laughs> I'm ready. Should we go back and forth? I'll tell one and you tell one. Sure. Kind of? Okay. So I know you already know this one, but top of my list is becoming an amputee. Yeah. Like losing a limb. <laughs> and uh, you guys, this has been such a severe phobia of mine for so many years. The past couple, the past year I've been working on it. Mm-hmm. And I actually feel a lot better about it. Oh, that's so good. yeah. So <laughs> when I was a little girl, I don't remember how young I was. I might have been around I was between six and eight years old. My I walked into the living room and my parents were watching I believe it was Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh yeah. Do you remember that show? I remember, yeah. That show got creepy <laughs> at times. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember walking in there and seeing something about like this man who had his feet amputated or all ah. his toes amputated. Ew. Something like that. And it just it oh, scared it freaked <laughs> me out so bad. And the thing is, like, I'm kind of a neurotic person. I get that from my mom, you know, she's she's paranoid schizophrenic. And yeah. I talked about her before. But she is all she also has a lot of neuroses. Okay. Okay, so for instance, before leaving the house, she would turn she would check the stove four times and mm-hmm. she would turn each knob four times. Yeah. When we go out of the house, she has to flick the light a certain way. Like my mom, she's always had a horrible, horrible phobia of fire. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because and this is backstory, so this is important. Because I get it from my mom. I get this neurotic behavior from my mother. And it's horrible. I hate I hate fighting. It's horrible. It's horrible. You're horrible. Horrible. <laughs> oh, the superstar. Oh, superstar. 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 Horrible. Um, <laughs> I watched that movie not too long ago because it's just so funny. But so when she was a little girl, they were driving down the freeway and saw a car engulfed in flames oh. and saw the body burning. Oh, gosh. Saw the driver. Yeah. That's traumatic. Yes. And so it just traumatized my mother. And so she, that's why she had this horrible fear of fire. Yeah. Of like a fire starting in the house, something like that. And so that's why she was constantly checking the stove. Yeah. And I do remember this one time that she put something in the oven and I guess it like caught fire. There was like this little puny, like two inch flame. And my mom's all... <laughs> and um, you moved the, the <laughs> and so I literally just ran out of the house mm. as like I, I didn't even think about it. I just ran out of the house, and it yeah. turned out to be absolutely nothing. And my dad was like, "What is wrong with you guys? Like, what is wrong with you?" And it was like that's remember how I was telling you my fight or flight is like sensitive. Yeah, I hear and I run like it was the craziest <laughs> thing. Anyways, so I get this behavior from my mother. So anyway, I saw this guy with no feet. And it just traumatized me. And then, you know, just over the years of, like, seeing amputees and, like, watching movies with amputees and all of that, somehow it became my biggest fear. I don't even remember Hmm. what age it happened at, but I'm pretty young. Mm -hmm. It just became my biggest fear. Losing Mm -hmm. losing a hand, an arm, a leg. And it just, for, for years, 
felt like that would literally be the worst thing in the world that that could happen to me, which is not true. No, you didn't adapt to it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think being paralyzed from the neck down would be considerably worse. And that's, yeah. that's tied. Those mm-hmm. two things are tied for me. Yeah. But yeah, I, for whatever reason, it became this really strong, really, really irrational fear to the point that if I saw an amputee out and about, like I would have to turn around. Like it would, <laughs> it would make my heart race. Like, yeah. yeah, it was so bad. And then when I was in college, it was my first year in college and my best friend at the time, she was a senior in high school and she called me one day and she's like hey my brother was in a car accident we're at the hospital so I hopped in the car and I drove down to Sonora to be with them and he was in the passenger seat they're coming home from school Sonora High and the driver lost control of the car rolled Mm. the car and his hand like the window was down and his hand went out the window and the car rolled over his fingers so he lost three Uh, fingers so what he has left is his pinky and his thumb (laughs) and this guy is so emotionally unstable like he's always been unstable but it literally like what losing three fingers did to him it was inexcusable like he I, I understand that he was only 14 years old when it happened mm-hmm. but that defined his entire life Wow. He turned into this monster who was constantly talking about how, no joke, like six years later, he was talking about how he was going to track down the girl that was driving the car mm-hmm. when he lost his fingers. He said that he was going to track down her fiance and cut his fingers off and send them to her in a box. Wow. Yeah. So he just let this losing three fingers completely change him and just ruin his life. Yeah, he went psychotic, man. (laughs) He went psychotic. He got 100 grand. When he turned 18, he got 100 grand from from the insurance company of the girl who caused the accident. Mm -hmm. It was gone in six months. Wow. He turned into an alcoholic. And what did he say? I lost my fingers. I lost my fingers. And that was his excuse. I'd have been like, let's go get prosthetics. <laughs> well, you adapt. It's a fi- it's fingers. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, if I lost some fingers, I'd be really bummed out. I mean, especially on my right hand, I wouldn't be able to shoot anymore. But, yeah. I mean, you, it's not the end of the world, dude. Yeah. And he just made it the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So, but for me, I just had this horrible, irrational fear that I was going to become an amputee and like I was going to be this weirdo with like a flipper arm, you know, like, and then what's helped me is watching YouTube videos of amputees. Wow. There's this one girl, her name is Jo. And what do you know, Jo? She's really cool. But she had, she elected to have her foot above the ankle amputated because medical reason yes okay okay because when she was like 15 or so she was thrown from a horse okay and it shattered her ankle and they had to they had to put like a fake ankle in there and she could not bend her ankle so she was like a club foot yeah and it affected her whole life and and she's had like i don't know 40 surgeries or something like all these surgeries and she already has other problems and it's just like she finally got to the point in her life and she was constantly on opioids because the pain in the ankle was so severe Mm. so she you know talked to her surgeon and he was like well we could do another ankle replacement but in 10 years you're gonna have to do it again and she's like just take it off lop it off boys yeah so they (laughs) amputated the the foot from like you know above the ankle Mm -hmm. and now and it's been a long road for her but now she's walking on a prosthetic and now she can exercise again. She wow. can, she'll be able to ride her bike again. She'll be able yeah. to do all these things that she wasn't able to do before because of the fused ankle because mm-hmm. it was fused. Mm-hmm. So over the course of the probably a year of what I've, I've watched her videos since she had like 250 subscribers mm-hmm. and now she has like tens of thousands of subscribers. And I'm like, 
my gosh, this is, I'm like, look at this, Joe. I've been with you since you had 250 subscribers. You're growing so fast. She does a lot of really good videos about coping and just, and not just about amputation, just mm. about life. Yeah. And she's just a really cool person. And mm. so watching her, you know, have an amputation and just basically it's, it's kind of like submersion therapy for me. Mm-hmm. And so I've just watched all of her videos and seen how she's adapted and everything's fine and she's not a freak and she's still beautiful and she's mm-hmm. still worthy and she's still loved and lovable. And it just made me feel like if that happened to me, it, it would be okay. You yeah. Know, it would not be my preferred way to live. Yeah. But it, but you know what really like freaks me out really, really bad? Streptococcus meningitis because you're gonna be i know exactly what you're gonna say in two minutes you're gonna be why would you're gonna say why would you watch this but i've watched all of these videos on youtube about people that have gotten streptococci whatever meningitis yeah caucus whatever and they what happens is the your limbs die Mm -hmm. and turn black and they have to amputate all four of your limbs Mm -hmm. so there was this one lady who basically woke up and her husband's like, I'm really sorry. We had they had to amputate all four of her <gasps> limbs. He gave them permission to amputate all four of her limbs, or she because she was going to die. Yeah. So after watching videos about that, like I had a really serious conversation with my husband, and I told him, "You are not, you are not to allow them to amputate anything off of my body. Mm-hmm. That is only my choice. Mm-hmm. So if I go into the hospital with streptococcus meningitis, which you know what, Murphy's law. If I talk about it, it won't happen. <laughs> but um." <laughs> If you are not to tell them they can amputate all my limbs. Mm-hmm. In fact, you're not to tell any doctor that they can amputate any of my limbs. Mm-hmm. You are to let me die. Yeah. So he knows that if it comes down to chopping off a limb or letting me die, he doesn't have permission to give that call. <laughs> Only I do. People so are, if I'm unconscious, I'm going to die. Our listeners are going to be like, no, she's crazy. She'd rather die than lose something. That's that's my phobia talking, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah. That The whole point of this podcast episode is it's an irrational Irrational fear. This is not rational, you guys. <laughs> we know that it, I know that it's not rational, and yeah. that's why we're talking about it. And don't lie. All of you out there have something, some irrational fear that your friends make fun of. <laughs> like, don't lie. I know what it is. In fact, why don't you? I know what it is. She knows what it is. I don't know what it is, but I know you all have it. So I want to know what they are. Go to Instagram, DM us, or email us at hello at crazyladychronicles.com. Or our website. Or web, whatever. <laughs> Just contact us and tell us, what is your crazy rational fear? What did this episode make you feel better about? Because, yeah. you know, like, you're going to listen to this and be like, oh, I'm so not crazy. Like, I'm so, I'm, I am so normal compared to this Dawn person. Like, yeah. But so that's my main irrational fear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. See, yeah. you have the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, going into the hospital with, like, pain in your neck and 104 fever and you, you're you out of it and you wake up and you don't have any limbs? You're just like... Oh, yeah. You're, you're that, you know that... You ever heard that joke? It's from the 80s. What, what do you do with a man who has no arms and no legs? What? You throw him in the pool and call him Bob. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Someone's going to be so offended hearing that. I know, I know. But... Well, if they're listening to this podcast, they're not easily offended. <laughs> if they've no. been listening from the beginning and they're easily offended, they're not listening anymore. No. They've, they've already sent us hate mail or something. No, just kidding. We which, haven't gotten hate mail Which yet. is shocking. I know. Yet. You not just yet. said yet. But we will. When we get hate mail, you guys, we're going to read it. We're going to read we're it. We're going to read it. So we're hoping, oh, fingers crossed, we get hate mail. But anyways, yeah, so that, that is my completely irrational 
crazy fear. Wow. Okay, now you say one. What do you got? Amputation. No, no you do not. You would love it, man. You're all, where's my robot arm? Right? You know, but I did I did tell Mark, I'm like, well, you know, and like the only, like I told you last night, the only reason we have money is because we've had family members die and lose money. <laughs> but because of that, like we've got money for a robot arm in the bank. Like yeah. if, if I lost an arm or a leg, I just get like one of those awesome robotic ones. Yeah. That I, and I've <laughs> seen those on YouTube too. They're like 70 grand. We got that. You know, I'm like, fine. We can get that. Prosthetic with like a built camera onto it. Oh, so instead of a hand, it's actually a camera. That would be sick. <laughs> Oh man! And so if it's your right arm, because that's that's your that's dominant my one, shooting arm, then yeah. they could like have it to where like your right arm has the camera attached to it, and then they put the buttons on the left side so you can mm. shoot with the left hand. I forgot to tell you something about this kid who lost three fingers. How crazy he was! Yeah, everywhere he went, he took a backpack that had emergency stuff in it, like a rope in case in case he was in another car accident, in case we went over a cliff. He had everything he needed to climb out. If he, like his, he had this emergency backpack that he had with him all the time. He would not get into a car without it mm-hmm. because that was his survival backpack. Yeah. This accident messed him up that bad. Well, I mean, I can like, I can understand PTSD <laughs> from a rolling a car. Like yeah. I had that. Like yeah. when I was seventeen, I rolled my dad's um, SUV, and mm-hmm. I def I did not drive for six months after that. I had mm-hmm. really bad PTSD. I had I was sitting in class one day, and all of a sudden I did this. Oh, you can't. Sam. You guys can't see me, but I'm like You're just going swaying, around, I'm swaying cam. around in, round, in a circle cam. like a cyclone, <laughs> and I could feel the car rolling, and I was like, oh my god, and I just had to like snap myself. But I was yeah. sitting at my desk, and I could feel myself rolling in the car. Oh. So like. I can understand PTSD, yeah. but what I don't, like, in all honesty, his parents really dropped the ball because they should have gotten him therapy. Yeah. Because it it damaged him so severely, and it was irrational. It was mm-hmm. so irrational. And he just, he turned into a monster after that. He was oh, just, man. and it was so sad because he was such a sweet kid. He was mm-hmm. like my little brother, and he just turned on everybody, and it, it was, it was incredible. So, mm. <sighs> I just can't even. Man. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, get tell us one of your irrational fears. Make it make me feel better, please. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. I, I want to feel like the normal one. Finally, no. <laughs> Do you feel like the normal one? No. Right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I get it. I have like ten more phobias. Like, so, see, you know, back when I was a musician, well, I'm still, I still dabble in You're music. You're still, still a musician. But yeah, a couple years ago, I was thinking because you know, being a guitarist, I'm like. What would happen if I lost my fingers? You know, I would not be able Play to play with this. your mouth. <laughs> isn't, there, <laughs> isn't there? Wait a minute! Isn't there some famous guy who plays the guitar with his mouth? Isn't that a thing? Uh, I don't know. I do remember watching a video where this dude didn't have a hand and he was just using his nub. Oh, wow. Which was really cool. That's pretty cool. It was cool. really cool. And there was another person that up to here, what, mm-hmm. what's this area called? Your forearm? It's, it's a forearm. It's She's pointing to... Half up. Halfway between her wrist and her elbow. So from halfway up his forearm, it was just completely gone. Mm-hmm. And he was able to bend his arm, mm-hmm. hold a guitar pick, and strum <gasps> with the elbow. It was amazing. That's amazing. So his left hand still had fingers, and he would just use his forearm slash elbow to play. It was well, cool. Like you said earlier, you adapt. Yeah, you adapt. You know, you buy a prosthetic that has things like, I mean, look at that guy from, oh my gosh. Okay. Can we just talk about 127 hours, the movie for just a second? <laughs> okay. I watched that. Yeah. I As soon as it came out on video, I got it. Blockbuster. Yes. 
There's a thing called Blockbuster. And <laughs> there was a there thing, was called, a thing <laughs> called Blockbuster. Um, and I watched it three times in one weekend. Wow. Yes. The story about the guy cutting off his own arm. Yeah. And here I am terrified of amputations. And my husband is like, what is wrong with you? Why are you watching this over and over? You're sick. And I'm like, I don't know why. It's just so fascinating. I can't stop watching it. Well, because it's flight or fly. I mean, I, that's like either die well, or lose an arm. I wouldn't be able to do that because yeah. the pain alone, I, yeah. I would just, I wouldn't be able to. I, I don't have the balls to do that. Is there like a correlation between cutting off your own hand or like, remember the crap, what's that called where they got Coyote ugly? No. Just kidding. <laughs> That took a weird turn. <laughs> We're not at a bar, Don. Coyote. But, you know, the You past, don't know what coyote... The Dahmer. Yeah, I know what coyote... I know what You know what it means, right? Yeah. But, you know, the Dahmer party or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they ate people? Yeah. So, it's like... I, I wonder if there's a correlation between people being able to cut their arm off to be able to live or also eat someone to be able to live. Yes, there is. Survival mode. Yes, yes. It's so all... It correlates. It's, yes. That's, that is so I feel natural human survival so instincts. I, I feel yeah. like if you were in that position and knowing you as a person, I think you would do it. Really? Like hundred percent. I feel you would. You think I would cut off my own arm to escape a situation? Yeah, straight up. You, you think want, I'm that big of a badass? Yeah. Wow, thanks. You're welcome. Because, like, just seeing <laughs> how you handle situations in general, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm I have full tough. confidence. Full confidence in you being a tough person that yeah. you would literally lop off something to be able wow. to laugh. But I could have a lot of faith in me. I do. I do. Because <laughs> if I didn't have faith in you, I would have zero faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> so if Dawn can't do it, I can't do it. <laughs> okay, we've talked about amputations long enough. Tell me one of your irrational fears. This irrational fear severely hurting myself from a fall. Because, okay. but this is linked back to when I was a kid and I fell from the monkey bars and I was really young, fell from mm. the monkey bars and hit the ground really hard and knocked myself out. So that, Ouch. I think there's a correlation with that falling and injuring myself so much like shattering bones. Okay. You know, so not being able to recover at all. Oh. Like, so not, not being able to recover. recover. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe like a horrible car accident and you're just stuck in a hospital bed the rest of your life. Yeah. Okay. I get that. That's pretty scary. Yeah. So I don't know if that's irrational though. Uh, Not really. Okay. No. Um, Irrational. Some really crazy crap has happened to me. I know. Like, you know, being stuck in a freaking elevator. Um, (laughs) You had your phone. (laughs) Shut up. But if I didn't, that would have been oh my traumatizing. God. Because the emergency button thingy didn't work. I know. So but it wasn't traumatizing because you had your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really sad. So it's fine. It's like, oh man, 5%. Now freak out. <laughs> well, I also, okay, I'll tell you another one. It, maybe if I tell you another one, it'll spark something yeah. for you. Okay. This is involving car accidents. It's really... Sorry. Yeah. Have you ever read the book, The Time Traveler's Wife? No. Oh, you need to read that book. Okay. Putting That's, it on my checklist of to not do's. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to buy it for, me, for you on Amazon and give it to you. Okay. And it's, it's like, it's almost 700 pages. I think it's really long. I've read it seven or eight times. It's my favorite work of fiction hmm. I've ever read in my life. Yeah. It's the movie was absolute crap. Do not watch it. <laughs> I like the time traveler. That was a good one. That was a good movie. Traveler. Yeah. Was that with Christopher Reeves? Uh uh-uh. no. He goes back and he he okay, so he's like in the eighteen hundreds or early nineteen hundreds, he builds a time machine and then he goes straight up into the future. Oh no, that's not the one with Christopher Reeves. So far into the future. I'm gonna that, have to watch it. I love so I love time travel movies. So good. Have you seen the one with Christopher Reeves? Where he goes back in time, he just gets 
like accidentally goes back in time and he meets this gorgeous woman it's she's played by jane, jane seymour with the really long hair and yes i did see that did see i that did one? see that and one the, and, the and then he comes back yeah and he oh. and he couldn't get back to her oh that, that one, was a heartbreaking chills. it was a that good one, movie it was such a good movie but it breaks my heart and so that would be a good rainy day movie yeah that yeah would be a good like if you need movie. a good emotional release that's a good movie that and Steel Magnolias. Steel like, Magnolias. I've seen yeah. that movie like Ugh. 50 times and I still bought Julia. my hair. Julia, man. Oh, she won an Oscar for that movie. For Best Actress. <sighs> yeah. So she earned every, she earned that Oscar. Okay, what, sorry, we got distracted. What, <laughs> what, what were we talking about? Oh, my, We're okay. Here. The reason I brought up The Time Traveler's Wife yeah. is because this thing that I'm scared of happens in the book. Okay. Well, several things I'm scared of actually happens in this book. Okay. So I don't want to give anything away though. Okay. All of you all who have read it, you, you know, you, you already know, <laughs> you already know. But anyways, but seriously guys, if you haven't read this book, you need to. One of my biggest fears is like driving or riding in a car behind one of those big trucks that has like sheet metal or big uh, logs or tools uh, no. and it flies off the uh, truck. I know where this is and going. And cuts my head off. Oh my God. I knew this was happening. <laughs> You knew it was coming, right? I knew when you said something about a truck, with I'm like, metal. oh my God. Right. I know so many Severe people. Severe decapitation. Yes. Freak accidents. I told you the logger truck in a school bus driver, the the, the log Ooh. came loose and smashed her head into yes. the... Yes. Oh, God. And what did I do? I shouted, oh. worst nightmare, worst nightmare. Oh. Like, I was shouting worst nightmare running around the room like a crazy person because yeah. it freaked me out so bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And so in The Time Traveler's Wife, the way that henry's mom died when he was little mm-hmm. is she was driving and the road they live the whole book takes place in chicago okay um icy road chicago chicago, <laughs> chicago chicago you don't know what that's from it's from the show victorious anyways so um <laughs> when, when trina did a one woman show about chicago chicago it was terrible anyways I got distracted again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so anyways, they're driving. She's driving and yeah. they were going to pick his father up at the airport, I believe. And he was a little boy and he was in the car with her and they were behind a truck and the truck lost control and a piece of sheet metal flew off of it and cut her head off and he saw it happen. Her uh, head goes rolling. Uh, he actually time traveled. That was like the first time he time traveled uh, because if he hadn't time traveled, it would have gotten him too. Oh, but I was just like, oh my God, this is, there's two of my worst nightmares happened in this book. And for some reason, I just can't stop reading it because it's that good of a book. It's weird you say that because it reminds me of something that happened in Alabama. What happened? So there was... <laughs> okay, so you know when you're passing on the highway, the big green sign that says, you know, this street, mm-hmm. this exit, I whatever, yeah. but the big green sign. Yeah, the big So ones. this car lost control, and it was a woman, lost mm-hmm. control. The car, the the poles holding that sign up was it was wide enough to let the car under. Yeah. But because it was a convertible, it was she got decapitated. Oh. Yeah. So probably oh, like that happens oh. all the time. We should probably do a discretion or a warning yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Warning. You'll Graphic have to record that monkey farts. <laughs> so when my dad was a teenager, my dad was a bad kid, man. Mm-hmm. I was knocking up his girlfriend in high school and oh, snap. doing all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. Yeah, yeah. He was a lady. My dad was a ladies' man. Ladies and man. I'm talking about my father who raised me. Oh, okay. Ernie. Yeah, yeah. Ernie. Yeah. Ernie. So, because you know, he didn't find Jesus until he was like in his 30s. Jesus. So, Jesus, was, take the word. Yeah, he was kind of a bad guy. Uh, not a bad guy. Like, he always had an amazing heart, but he was just. Bad decisions. Yeah, he, he made bad decisions. decisions. <laughs> 
So when he was a teenager, him and his friends used to steal cars and go joyriding. Ooh, okay. So they knew exactly how long it would take for the person to call the police and for the police to start looking for the car. Mm -hmm. So they would time it on their watches from the time they took the car. And at about the five-minute before mark, they would just dump it and, and leave. That's smart. They never vandalized the cars. They just would drive them around the city. They lived in San Francisco. They'd oh, okay. drive them around the city, joyriding. Yeah. And then either one of two things would happen. They would either run out of gas or it would be time, time would be up mm-hmm. for the police to start looking. And wow. then they would just leave the car. <laughs> well, he said that there was this one guy. And he actually told me the story after my friend lost his fingers because mm-hmm. he's like, he's lucky. He could have lost his head. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, I know. Mm-hmm. So one of his buddies was joyriding in the car. And he was driving way too fast and ended up in a collision with the semi and went under the semi and decapitated him. Wow. Yeah. And it's like just that kind of thing just freaks me out. But yeah. I have another fear that goes right hand in hand with car accidents. And that is? And yes. What is You're it? Gonna, I think this one has actually reached number one status. Okay. Being in a car accident with Mark and him dying and me living. Being in the car, watching him either stuck in the car with his dead body or watching him die next to me in a car accident. That is my number one fear. That would be traumatic. Yeah. And I just don't even know where it came from, but that one's kind of new. Like I said, guys, I'm very neurotic. (laughs) I'm, you know, I have PTSD. I've had a lot of things happen in my life. But I, that has to be, I I probably watched a movie where it happened in the movie where the wife was like watching the husband die or the daughter was watching her dad die. And I just thought to myself, oh my God, that would literally be the worst thing that could happen to me. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. It would be, it would be so much, it would be so much worse. You know, anything. what would, what, oh man, this takes me See, back to Alabama. See, I told you, doesn't it make you sick to your stomach? Do you yeah. think of that? Because it's making me think of things that happened in my childhood. Oh, like what? So, a very dear friend of our family, um, it was late at night. Uh-huh. He, from what they gather, he didn't get home. He didn't come home from okay. work. Okay, so he didn't make it home. He didn't make it home. And it was like a week later that they someone noticed a car down a ravine. Oh, no. He, it sounds like he got a hot dog was eating it, something dropped, and he went to go down and bend over to get whatever. And he went off. Overcorrected. Yeah. Went off the cliff and tumbled to his death in the car. So when the police were looking for him as a missing person, they didn't look They didn't look along the route that he drives home from work? I don't think so. Good job, guys. Right? Man, this really makes me pissed off at how police handle things sometimes. Well, I told you this <clears> one story, and I'll tell our listeners. I heard this story on the podcast Crime Junkies. Crime Junkies. Crime Junkie. Sorry. Crime Junkie. With Ashley Flowers. Hey, Crime Junkies. <laughs> With Ashley. This is Ashley and Brittany. Yeah. Oh, Brit. yeah. Brit. 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 So I'm a faithful listener of Crime Junkie. That was the first podcast that I became addicted to. That was my like entry to podcasting yeah. or to listening to podcasts. But there was this one story where a guy, th- this guy and his wife, they both worked like two or three jobs because they were building a house. So it was yeah. temporary. It was mm-hmm. only going to be like two years that they were going to work like this. So they didn't see each other in person that much, but they would talk on the phone and text all day long. Yeah. And they talk on the phone in between their jobs and then they would text and stuff. Well, he could not get a hold of her. And so he called the police and they're like, oh, she used to be a drug addict. She probably ran away. And what? he's like, my wife's been clean for years. And they're like, no, she's 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 she used to be a drug addict. She ran away. Oh, so anyway, God. I'm going to keep this really short because they can go on and and 
listen to this episode, but on Crime Junkie. But anyways, this went on for days and days, like eight days he was begging the police to look for her. Mm -hmm. And they just kept telling him, she's an adult. And if she wants to leave you, dude, she has the right to leave you and disappear. And he's Mm -hmm. like, that's not what happened. And they're like, yeah, right. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they made him call the jails. They made him call the hospitals. They made him call all this stuff. And they're like, we can't look for her until you confirm that she's not in jail. Because yeah. she's, she used to be a drug addict. And that, we can't we can't look for her until you confirm she's not in the hospitals. It, now, you can, now we can't look for her until you talk to her family. My wife hasn't talked to her family in two years. Well, it doesn't matter. We're not going to look for her. So it took eight days for him to convince them to look for his wife. They found her. She had had a car accident and was hanging upside down mm-hmm. in the car for eight days. She barely lived. She was in a coma for months because the police just would not look for her. Mm -hmm. So if they had looked for her that first night, she wouldn't have been in a coma for months. You know what I mean? But they just left. They they wouldn't look for her. Mm -hmm. And so that's when, in fact, I actually probably tomorrow need to put together my if I go missing folder to put in my desk. And it'll be in the right hand bottom drawer just so you know, and I'll tell Mark what it is, but it'll have instructions on what to do if I go missing. Mm-hmm. It'll have instructions. And also, if you, if somebody's missing and the police tell you, oh, we don't look for them for 24 hours, that is a lie. That is no longer in effect. You say no. You look now. But anyways, that whole thing, like, that's just such a horrible story, how that guy went off a cliff and nobody found him for, you know, her, his poor family. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> his poor wife. It pisses me off how... Just because someone used to be a drug addict, they use that as, oh, we're not going to help them. Every time. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's not fair. Nope. Because people can get clean. Do you want to be judged by the worst thing you've ever done? No. Never. I mean, come on. There's still a person. That's the thing. I'm a sober addict. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. No. Don't be humanized. No. Just because of a bad decision you made. Especially since it takes, it's so hard to get sober and stay sober. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. And so for her to go through all of that and be living this clean life and working and building a home and for the police to just discount her as a drug addict. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not right. But that's what happens. It happens all the time. But the thing is, even if she was a drug addict, she's still a person. Yeah. Well, so it doesn't matter. Well, that's the thing. We were listening to an episode in the car yesterday, and you said, do you think they didn't look for her because she wasn't white? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. She was a woman of color. Yeah. So that's a whole other podcast episode. We'll, that we'll talk about the unfairness of yeah. that on another day. <laughs> but give me give me one of your phobias. Uh, let's see. Um, I really hate Black Widow spiders. <laughs> I have, you know, because I've, and I've talked to you about this before, is my extreme fear of snakes. Yeah, that's, Extreme yes. fear. And when I found out, because, like, the very first night working in Yosemite and driving out, I saw a snake coiled by the road, and that's when you I did? started freaking out. Yeah. When? Where? What? Remember when I'm like, hey, I've been doing in research? August? I think so. Remember, I, first one I, was in August, I messaged you saying, hey, I've been doing research on rattlesnakes and there's snakes in the I knew, park I and that. I'm starting yeah. to freak out. Yeah. That's because I saw it the, that you night before. Saw I actually saw one. And so wow. it just like, I'm like, oh my God, now I have to like get gear from a leg. So if they <laughs> coil and shoot, you know, you know. So I think the biggest, the, the, the fear is like getting bit by a snake yeah. and then losing that limb. Because of it. Oh, yeah. Well, there's... Or nerve damage. Yeah. But here's the thing. By the Iwani is the medical clinic. Mm -hmm. And they have everything they need there to treat snake bites. Mm -hmm. And then they would probably helicopter you to a hospital. So you would be okay. You would be okay. It would suck, but you would be okay. Like, rattlesnake bites... If they're treated quickly, you're not going to have any any lasting effects from that. It's mm-hmm. not like 
it's not like a brown recluse spider where you're going to lose your leg. You know Ugh, what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't have those in California. Like the so flesh don't, just, don't just freak decays out. and crap. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. Uh, rattlesnake bites don't do that. Mm-hmm. No, they just, they're they're going to use what they have at the clinic to suck the venom out, yeah. give you an a antidote, and then you're going to the hospital. Yeah. But it was so funny because the next job we did, Sarah came up to me and she had her phone and she showed me that there had been like two or three snakes found in Yosemite. Oh. And you were standing, you were like six feet away and I'm all, shh, shh, she's scared of snakes. So I'm like, do not say anything in front of Tara. She's scared of snakes. <laughs> and so we just kind of hid that from you. Wow. But, but you know, when we're walking through meadows and stuff, you just look down. Yeah. Just make sure you're looking down. Don't walk around where there's a lot of holes. Although I think those are... There's so are, many holes. There's so many I'm holes. I'm like, okay, is that a gopher hole or is that a I, snake hole? Cause I don't know. they range in different sizes. sizes. I know. So it's like, okay, I can't tell the difference. Or is I it a mouse hole? I think they're critters. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're critters. So I, they're living like lizards and mice and stuff like yeah. that. And there's probably some snakes down there somewhere. Which I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. I can deal with critters. But snakes, I think... Well, we're getting out of snake. Well, with all this global warming, it was like what was it, eighty five and eighty four degrees in Yosemite yesterday? Yeah, and it was October sixteenth. You guys, mm-hmm. it, it's been ridiculously warm. Like we don't even have fall leaves yet. Yeah, and that's outrageous. And they're but, out during the heat, right? Yes, but Ugh. as soon as the temperature drops and it starts to get cooler, they hibernate. They, they hibernate. Yeah. So we're almost out of snake season. But yeah, Jenny is in Texas. She's so scared of snakes that mm-hmm. if she even sees a picture. She'll like scream. Yeah, <laughs> like when you said that they found a, a snake. Right the back, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to that house. Sorry, they're not, gonna I'm not going to be living there anymore. They're moving, they're in the process of moving. And it's funny because, but it's Texas. But it's going to be winter time when we're yeah, there. It's going to be yeah. December. They're all all the snakes will be hibernating. I You'll think, be fine. Because another thing is the trauma. The trauma of the snake is almost being bit in Texas when I was 15. So now I'm like, oh, God, we're going to Texas where I had the near-death experience. here's the thing. Your fears are rational. Yeah. Mine are 100% irrational. Okay? I don't know if I even have. Your fears are rational. But I have fears. So it doesn't matter if it's an irrational fear, but it's a fear. So I'm kind of in the topic kind of <laughs> yeah you're in the topic of fears but yeah. like you're not i don't i don't believe i think i'm balancing this conversation out i think so with too the so they're like fears. okay so listeners are like okay dawn's the wackadoo <laughs> she's the wacky one she's the cray 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 that's three crays <laughs> and Tara has the rational fears yeah irrational rational do you want to hear more of my irrational fears i'm scared now okay <laughs> Yeah. Do I it. have some really, really irrational fears. One is the ice cream truck. The ice cream man and the ice cream truck. Oh, God. I hate that sound from the ice cream truck. I fully believe that many of them are serial killers. Or pedophiles. Or pedophiles. <laughs> yes. 100%. Yeah. So there's that. Um, it's a great disguise, though. <laughs> really Brilliant. Is. Hey, little boy. You mm-hmm. want a cone? You know? Come it's like on. It's the perfect opportunity to snatch <laughs> children. Yeah. So I don't like that. Sharks. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so scared of sharks. Would you rather be attacked by a shark or a gator? Equally worst nightmare. Equally. It's clear water and murky water. You don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, at least in the clear water, I could see it coming. Yeah. But, oh, man. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe my... I think they'd be equally as horrifying. I feel like... both of them could just eat you. But the thing is, you have that anticipation of, oh, crap, this is about to happen with a shark. But with Croc in, like, murky water, it's like, yeah, so you don't know until... 
that's, something happens. That's my point. At least if there's a shark, maybe I could get on a boat or maybe I could punch it in the eye. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But like when a gator just comes up and. Yeah. No. That's it. Oh my gosh. This, Death okay. Roll. No. One time I went to visit friends in Florida. Yeah. And they took us. It was like super dark at night. It was like nine o'clock at night. And they're like, oh, let's go out on this dock. So we walk out on this dock, and it's like a thousand feet out. Like it's it, it's not a thousand feet because that's like a mile, but it, it was like hundreds of feet out. Mm-hmm. And this big dock, and we walk out there, and we are probably three hundred feet from the shore, Ooh. standing on this dock. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look down, and we look down, and there are hundreds of gators just swimming underneath us. Uh, and I was like, I, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. And I like ran back. I'm like, I can't. I, I, I held myself together for about five minutes and then I couldn't anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to get out of here. I cannot <laughs> oh, do this. Man. Like it's, yeah. it was so terrifying because I just had this horrible feeling that the, the doc was going to give out mm-hmm. and I was just going to be a snack yeah. for these gators. And I, they just, they're so scary. They're so terrifying. But I do want to go to a gator park. When we go to visit Jen and Joel in Texas, mm-hmm. we're going to go to a, a wildlife park where we can pet baby gators. I'm out. Because they can, they, they can clamp down on a finger. They you're going to lose things. a finger. No, they put... You're not going to lose Your amputation a thing not, is going to become a reality. They, no, they... Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm not scared. <laughs> no, I think they would be cute, but, you know... They're, they look so cute. I don't know if you remember this old wives' tale from the 80s that, like boys were getting like baby gators as pets and then their parents would flush them down the toilet and then gators were like living in the sewage sewage system that was like an old wives tale from the 80s that went around and like kids actually believed it oh my god <laughs> i know <laughs> i know and then that's when uh ninja turtles became a thing oh, yeah we yeah. flushed turtles down so, so gross. <laughs> it's gross gross so one of my biggest totally irrational fears although i don't believe it's totally irrational is <laughs> dolls why you you're afraid of dolls too right yeah okay well <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like you know sit back so that we can see the microphone other. is like dangling in front of us between us on this boom arm so i'm like either looking to the left looking to the right <laughs> like, looking, like looking at both just sides just <laughs> <laughs> okay so dolls. i have this horrible fear of dolls yes in fact okay do you remember the other night when I said I tried to watch Hoarders and in 30 seconds I turned it off? Yeah. Okay, well, the reason I wanted to watch that episode is because... The, Dolls. <laughs> yeah, because the, the it was a YouTube video and it was a full episode and the title was Hoarders Home Filled with Creepy Dolls and I just Ugh. wanted to see it, but... Every okay, every once in a while I decide I want to watch Hoarders because and you know the thing is I used to watch it when I was younger. Yeah. I used to watch it like 15 years ago and yeah. I was fine. But it's like in my old age my stomach has gotten so weak, but like every I want to say 3 months I'm like I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch Hoarders and I'll go on there and I'll start an episode and in 60 seconds I'm like I'm out. <laughs> like I I see piles of dirty di- adult uh, diapers and like buckets of poop and I'm like I can't gross, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. I like cuz you know how OCD I'm about my house. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. I I'm not OCD. I'm just clean. Yeah. Like you It's you not know, immaculate. No. It's but like everything has in. a plate. Yeah. Yes. And you know, I mean, and not everything's perfect. It's mm-hmm. lived in, but I can't with yeah. that. I couldn't. But anyways, so, I have a really funny story about okay. this fear. Uh-huh. But first, let me tell you why I have this fear. Okay. 
Okay, there's two reasons. The first reason, and I know if, I don't know if I've talked about this on air before, but I know I've talked about it with you. Mm-hmm. When I was a child, my mother was highly addicted to horror movies. Okay, yeah. Highly addicted. Like, I saw all the Friday the 13th movies by the time I was 12. You know, it yeah. was really bad. It was terrible. Like, she was Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> the Shining? No. No. That is so demonic. I did, I will not watch that. But oh, I did I did skip through it and watch the scene where he's coming through the door. Oh my yeah. god, it is terrifying. The funny thing is with certain movie quotes, it's I can say like popular quotes, yeah. but not even see the actual movie. Yeah. But well, then, yeah, that's like, like really this popular. Is perfect. But when I I did watch that that scene, that You're final funny. scene. <laughs> it was so terrifying. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Oh man, he's man. he's a legend, but Yeah. Doll, the 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 uh, dolls where the eyelids move. Oh no, those creep me out. Those are so scary. Oh my god, I don't know why, but it's not that I have a fear of them. It just I get a weird feeling. It's They're creepy. They're yeah. creepy. No, I hate no, those ones. Stop <laughs> it. Oh my god. Okay, so this is how scared of dolls I am. So. When Mark's mom passed away, we had to go back to Kansas City. We ended up staying because, like, basically anybody who flew in, like, friends of the family would put them up. Well, we ended up staying with this, like, really old lady. She was, like, in her 80s. She had this big old house. And so she's like, okay, well, I'll take you to the guest room upstairs. And so we follow her upstairs. Go in the bedroom. We open the door, and the dresser is covered with, like, 30 dolls. (gasps) 30 of those creepy AF porcelain dolls. What is up with old people and dolls? I mean. Don't know. <laughs> like maybe they grew up without those, so they like I don't, have to buy them for I themselves now as adults. I, I don't, don't know. know. It's so weird. I know. So I walk in the room, see the dolls, and go, nope, turn on my <laughs> heel and run downstairs. Mm-hmm. That's all I said. Nope. Yeah. So I hear I'm like at the bottom of the stairs, like listening to see what they're saying, and Mark's like, she's really scared of dolls. And she's like, Oh, well, we can just cover them up with the sheet. And I'm all, no! That's worse! <laughs> Can you imagine me laying in bed awake at night looking at this this pile of dolls that's covered in a sheet? <laughs> and you're just waiting for a, like a head to bump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! And so I was like, no, that's worse! <laughs> like yelling from the bottom of the stairs. So she's like, okay, we'll hide them, we'll hide them. So Mark comes down, he's like, okay, they're all gone. They're all hidden. And I'm like, where are they? He's like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. They're in the closet. They're under the bed. It has been, let's see, when did she die? Text Mark right now, ask where those dolls were so we know. She won't tell me. To this day, it has, she died in like 2006, 2007, I think, like around that time. Do you think he would tell me if I asked? Just so we have closure? No, because he knows you'll tell me. He's like, I will never tell you where those dolls are. Because he will be, you'd be mad. Because you, it will freak you out. And so I'm like, were they under the bed? He's like, I'm not telling you anything. So I don't know where they hid them. But apparently they hid them in a place where I was easily accessible to murder by the dolls. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so he fed into it by just saying that. Oh my I gosh. I was just like, tell me where they were. He's like, nope. To this day, it's been, it's been like 15, 14, 15 years. And he will not tell me where those dolls were hidden. I'm going to ask. And if I get an answer, <clears throat> I'll uh, give an update on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> So, do you remember... Do you remember... <laughs> dun, 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 do you remember the time when we fell in love? Do you remember the time... Oh, I was going Michael Jackson. Where were you going? I don't know. Na, 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 oh, Bobby Okay, anyways. I'm not from the 80s, so I can hum I met them once. Oh, really? Yeah, they were super old already, though. September. Okay, 
Sorry, we got distracted again. So, do you remember in the 80s? No, the I'm t- not from the 80s. Uh, what year were you born? 92. Dang it, I'm old. You're so old. Those are our, those are my irrational fears and Tara's rational fears. <laughs> yeah. We need our own crazy lady dictionary. We need to. Yeah, because for our wordanisms, our wordanisms. I can't speak it right now. But do we want to dedicate this episode to a country? Yeah. Let's. Okay. Okay, which so one? We got a lot. Let's talk we about got, let's talk about Australia first. Okay. Or let's do them in order of popularity. Okay. Also, well, uh, United States is most popular, but who yes. gives a crap about yes. United States? No, I'm joking. <laughs> We're not special. <laughs> Australia. Okay. Want me to start? Vegemite. <laughs> Vegemite. Okay, let's do let me do this. Okay. Okay. Vegemite. All right. We are going to give a shout out to our second most popular country. Our first most popular is the United States. Thank you, United States. But, but today, yes. we're giving a shout out uh-huh. to those who eat Vegemite sandwiches. Yeah. I come from a land of the shrimp on the barbie. I don't know. You don't that's... know the words of that song. You... <laughs> I was just saying. I come from a land of I like outback steaks. <laughs> Oh, God, that is not Australian. <laughs> That's American. So thank you, Australia. Thank, thank you. Thank my baby. Yeah, we also... Thank you, took my baby. Thank <laughs> you, my baby. So that's our shout out for this time. Thank yeah. you, Australia. Thank, thank you, you to our listeners. Thank you. We really appreciate you. Yeah. And we hope you keep listening. And if there's yeah. a topic you want us to talk about, please reach out. Just let us know. Let us know. And let us know what your fear or irrational fear is. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Let we us could, know. Maybe we could do a little update episode about about what our listeners write in about yeah okay so help us because we need content ideas so because we're running out of content (laughs) entirely running out of clever ideas no we have lots of ideas it's like we want you to be a part of this yeah come join us join us in on the crazy train in the insanity (laughs) on the crazy train of crazies (laughs) <laughs> All right, that's our show for today. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> oh, that was a great episode. That was a great episode. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today and you want to hear more, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening today. You can also follow us on social media. At Instagram, we are Crazy Lady Chronicles, Facebook, Crazy Lady Chronicles Podcast, and Twitter, Crazy Lady Cron. If you have a crazy lady story you'd like us to share, please write to us at hello at crazyladychronicles.com. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember the time when we fell in love? Do you remember the time? Oh, I was going Michael Jackson. Where were you going? I don't know. Okay, I'm not from the 80s, so I can hum them. I met them once. Oh, really? Yeah, they were super old already. September. Okay, sorry, we got distracted again. So, do you remember in the 80s? No, I'm not from the 80s. What year were you born? 92. Dang it, I'm old.